Welcome to Clutch Crew Sports. I'm your lead host, Zach. And on this episode, we're here to talk about the life and memory of Kobe Bryant. And we're each going to just talk about our memories of him. Now, let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. I'm Connor. You know me as the co-host with the most. And you can lock that Kobe Bryant is an absolute legend. And what's up, guys? This is Eric here. I'm your NFL and NBA co-host. And looking forward to talking about Kobe's memory. Yeah, so this is going to be, this is probably the most unique episode of Clutch Crew Sports that we've had because we're talking about a single topic, obviously a, a tragedy event. But really, I I don't want this to be all, this to be like a sad podcast where we cry about what happened or anything like that. I just want to, you know, share our memories of Kobe and like we're just regular people obviously we're not we don't have the benefits of being like a teammate or uh, a coach or anything like that so we can just say our perspectives as fans and we all have the three of us are going to have I think different but similar uh, memories of Kobe Uh, I think mainly because of age with Eric and this is a a really good episode, Eric, for you to be on because you've got the age to remember Kobe, uh, whereas Connor and I are a little bit younger, so we don't know the full extent of Kobe like you do know Kobe. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you say. Connor, you were obviously a Kobe fan growing up. You're a Lakers fan growing up, so your perspective is also going to be very insightful. And then I've got some other things too, but... The first thing that I want to talk about with this with this news is I want to ask you guys where you were when you found out the news and then what other kind of impactful celebrity deaths did have you experienced that you can compare this to and and I've got two I'll start on that question and I'll start to the first part where I was so I was actually just doing homework when I found out and I saw Connor message on Facebook, so I he messaged our group chat. I went to click that message. He was like, "Did you hear about Kobe?" And I was like, "Huh?" Like I knew I knew that just the night before LeBron passed him in point scoring. I thought he was talking about that, but I was but in, in the back of my head, I was like, "That's kind of a weird thing for him to say." Like, like uh, I don't know if you use an OMG or not, but still, it the way it was worded, it wouldn't make sense for that. But that was the only thing that I could wrap my mind around. And then. Before I read your follow-up message that he had died, I got on Twitter, and I kid you not, I must have scrolled down 20 or 30 messages on the timeline, and everything was about Kobe. It was just shock and total disbelief of what had happened, and unfortunately, with this whole thing going on, there was so much false reporting and so much misinformation out there that 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 was a serious issue, I think, uh, Eric. If you were a ranter, that's something to rant about, like the misinformation on Twitter. But it was weird. I was just doing my, you know, water balance storage equation homework problems, and then all of a sudden this just happened, and you're like, what? Like this this is this totally came out of left field. No way to predict this or expect it. And then the second part to my question is. You know, this is such a monumental figure in not just sports, but I think in 
all of popular culture. But for me, the two celebrity deaths that I've experienced that this kind of would compare to where it's like, uh, oh, my God, you remember where you were type moment is the first being Michael Jackson. And I'm not even really a Michael Jackson fan. And when he died, I had never really listened to his music. So I didn't know who he really was. I knew he was famous. I knew he was like really good at music and all that. But I had no knowledge of him. And I was we were driving to my basketball practice when I was a kid. And it came over the radio that he had died. And that I just remember being in that moment, even though it was like probably 12, 13 years ago. So that was a that was like my first experience with something like this, where you remember where you were and everything, even though it was a long time ago. But my second experience with this, that like this one was much more of an emotional one because I had knowledge of the person. But Chester Bennington suicide in 2017. I remember I was at work at Steak and Shake back then and I was on a break just eating my lunch or something in the back. And then the crazy thing is my phone comes up with a notification from the local radio station there and it says Lincoln Park something else but it didn't say that he had died yet on the front thing so I was like oh my god are they having a concert in Jacksonville did they just add a tour date because I was already planning to go to the one in Tampa which was in a month so I was planning on getting my tickets for that pretty soon but I I was when I opened my phone I was like oh man like because they don't ever tweet out notifications on that radio station app so I was expect and when they do it's usually concerts so I was expecting oh man Lincoln Park's coming but then obviously it shared the real news of what had happened and I was just devastated, man. And it was like all like much more so than Kobe, but that one was just so much harder to go on and continue working and stuff. But those were the that was my experience with finding out that Kobe had died and then kind of some other things that I could compare it to. But Eric, what uh what about you? Where'd you find out the news and what other what other people kind of compare this to for i guess for me i was trying to think about it and i haven't experienced a celebrity death where it was like so iconic to me per se where like i remember where i was or something like that but one that did hurt me a little while back emotionally a little bit was when an, another suicide was when robin williams committed suicide because it was just so unexpected because with him being a comedian you know and you, you every every time you see him it's like always causing laughter and happiness and you just you don't think of people like that going through personal struggles you know you just know them on the stage or in their movies or in zach's case you know through their concerts and it's it's just crazy. Sorry, I thought my phone died for a second. Um, so it's it's always crazy with a suicide when you don't sense any problems. And, you know, so Robin Williams was a big shocker for me. With the Kobe thing, I think for me personally, this one hurts the most of any celebrity that's passed. And it's crazy because I'm gonna, when we get into our memories, I'm going to talk about how I was not a big fan of him at first i'll explain that when we get to that part but as for where i was i was actually 
in a drive through waiting for my meal and uh, I was getting Susan and myself some food and same thing as Zach. I saw Connor's message and I think Connor and Zach had talked a little bit before I got in. I don't remember, but I just remember seeing it and being shocked. I was like, there, this can't be real. You know, like this has to be some kind of fake story or, you know, somebody trying to get a buzz or something like how we see people that make like top 10 all time centers and like Devin Booker was listed on there. That you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of like drawn up story for attention. And then, like, literally, as soon as I went to like go on, you know, the internet to research, I get a Twitter notification that pops up about him passing, and I click on it. And like Zach, I mean, just everything on the feed was, you know, Kobe Bryant dying in a helicopter crash, and it, it just was crazy. And I, like, a little later on, I saw an interview. Uh, that Calais Campbell had done and he said that him and all because the Pro Bowl was going on yesterday and he said that him and you know all of his fellow teammates on the AFC and found out in the locker room before the game and he talked about how when they found out it just that he said the energy was just sucked out of the room you know everybody was all hyped to play the game I guess and then you know they find out this tragic news and it was just like nothing else mattered at that point and it was a lot like that for me when I was sitting in that car you know I'm like two or three cars from getting my food or whatever but I just kind of got this sudden feeling where like I didn't care you know it was, it was like almost like I didn't want to eat anymore like I, I lost my appetite you know and I just it was so gut-wrenching and surprising and I just went through like so many emotions yesterday i'll talk more about that in the memory of him and stuff but just uh unreal i'll probably never forget sitting in that drive-through and a weird place to you know hear that news but nevertheless that that's where i heard it and i'll probably never forget it connor what about you man yeah so as these guys mentioned i was the first one out of the three of us to hear this and yeah i was just sitting in front of my playstation i think i was uh I was kind of scrolling through WWE Network because I had just uh, I had just recently renewed my subscription because the Royal Rumble was on yesterday and I wanted to watch that. So I was just kind of scrolling through and my mom had actually texted me. I can't remember what she texted me about. She texted me something about like something about school, like, you know, like something like how much were your books or like, you know, something maybe about the stock market or whatever. And then um you know, something like that. So then she sent me another text and she's like, did you hear about Kobe Bryant? And like Zach, you know, how Zach had that reaction where he's like, oh, well, what about him? Like, I heard that LeBron passed him in points last night. Like, you know, what about him? And so then she's like, that he, she said, like, he died in a helicopter crash. I was like, what? And so I went online and the reason why I was, you know, kind of like Eric, I was like, there's no way this is real. Like someone just getting attention, and especially since I saw that like the only news outlet that was reporting on it to start with was TMZ. So I was like, Oh, this is just another one of those like TMZ stories, like, you know, whatever, like, haha, very funny. It's a joke, you know, just to get people riled up. But then, you know, and people on Twitter were kind of saying the same thing. They're like, Oh, there's no way this is real. It's just TMZ. But then, you know, like the LA times started reporting on it. ABC and NBC both started reporting on it. And then I think it was finally when like ESPN like confirmed 
they were like, yes, this is real. I was like, oh my God, like this is actually happening. Kobe Bryant like just died. You know, the guy is 41 years old and you never think of someone dying that young. So, and then also like, I also want to say, um, you know, I know we're mentioning Kobe Bryant a lot, but also like, you know, his daughter, Gigi Bryant, who died in the helicopter crash, like that is, you know, even more sad almost, you know, given the fact that she's so young, she's only 13 years old. She had her whole future ahead of her. So, but I know, and also with, you know, Zach was talking about like the misinformation that was going on, like, you know, with the ABC reporter, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to, you know, start a rant or anything, but Matt Gutman reporting that, you know, cause there was five, it originally thought that there were five people on board. It turns out that there were nine in total, but Matt Gutman originally, when he was reporting for ABC, he reported that like all four of Kobe's daughters were on the helicopter before, like he even knew that for sure. He was out here reporting that like, not just him, but like all four of his daughters died on the helicopter too. It's like, are you really going to come out and say something like that when you don't actually know you're just, you know, trying to come up with stuff like, you know, you got to verify these things. And well, in the end, yes, one of his daughters was on the helicopter. The other three weren't. So, you know, it's just just something to think about for, you know, Matt Gutman and ABC. But and if I had to compare it to there's no real celebrity that died that I think, you know, really can compare. But I know at least from a athlete or from a sports perspective, this didn't hit me as hard, but I know it hit a lot of the sports fan community hard was when Sean Taylor was killed um, in the NFL, you know, a rising star in the NFL already an all pro. And he was only in like his fourth or fifth season. And another athlete with such a bright future ahead of him. And, you know, he was killed in his house, you know, place you never think of something like that happening, but someone like invaded his house and killed him. So, I mean, it just reminds us how, you know, can't take every day for you can't take every day for granted you got to appreciate every day that you have and you know even someone who's as immortal seeming as kobe bryant is not immune to something like this happening well said guys um i'll move on now to talk about eric's memory of kobe so he's got some pictures on his slide to kind of reference what he's gonna voice out but we'll go over to eric's slide now yeah so as Zach mentioned, of course, with me being the older, your oldest of the three cousins, I saw a lot more of Kobe Bryant than these guys did. And I will, I mean, I will admit my first memories of Kobe from where I started watching him were not good. I mean, I, I didn't like him when he first started playing. I mean, part of it was the team that he was on. I, you know, I, I, I've never been a Lakers fan per se, so I didn't, you know, I didn't like that. And then I didn't like that Shaq left Orlando and came over there. So then I was disappointed in him for doing that. So then that made me dislike the Lakers even more. And Kobe Bryant was, you know, pretty cocky in his younger days. I mean, there, you know, there's no denying that. I mean, he like, you know, in interviews like towards the end and after his career has, you know, had admitted that. And I'm not really a big fan of that with athletes. And there was also a lot of rumors going on around about him cheating on his wife and things like that. And uh, 
the other thing I didn't like was, of course, then people started comparing him to Michael Jordan, who's my favorite. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want him to be better than Jordan. So like, I was like really <laughs> hard headed. I was really hard headed about that too. So, you know, you would, you know, after what I said earlier about this being like the hardest celebrity death for me, like then after hearing that, you probably would think that that doesn't make any sense, but it definitely changed eventually because, you know, first of all, like with the personal life, he, you know, he fixed his marriage, he got it back on track, you know, and they had four, you know, they had the four girls together and he became approving, loving husband and father. And I mean, family is obviously, it's the most important thing to me, like, you know, regardless of anything. So the fact that he was able to correct that my respect grew for him a lot. And then looking back on it with the whole, you know, hating him and not wanting him to be better than Jordan and, you know, everything like that. I had to learn to appreciate the greatness that I was watching because players like Kobe Bryant only come, you know, every so often. I mean, literally like in the last, you know, 30 years, there's been, MJ, there's been Kobe and there's been LeBron is like the three main like generational players, you know, everybody, even people that don't, you know, watch sports know who those three guys are. Like Kobe was just such an icon of the game and just watching him, you know, with Shaq win three championships in a row, as much as I hated it at the time, I mean, it's the last time that a three-peat has ever happened. And even with teams like the Warriors and the Heat when LeBron was on there, like, there hasn't been a three-peat since then. And who knows when, especially now with the league becoming a little more balanced, you know, there's no telling when a three-peat could ever happen again. I mean, it, I'm sure it will at some point, but I don't think it will anytime soon. So just the fact that Kobe was such a monumental part of that, was amazing to watch and it's awesome to say that you know I got to be a witness of his skills and just seeing him have different just amazing aspects like I mean even in his final game where he got 60 points I know he jacked up a lot of shots but whatever you know he got 60 points in his final game at that age was insane his 81-point game, which is the second most in a single game in NBA history, that's unreal. I don't know if anybody will ever do that. Will at 100 is definitely most likely never going to be beat, but I don't even know if anybody will pass Kobe with the 81-point game. I don't even know if that will ever happen again. And it's just crazy, man. I mean, he's such an icon. I guess just what was so insane to me with all of this was – when I went on social media, like, when, you know, with our like with our Clutch Crew Sports Twitter account, you know, we follow all sports people on there. So I wasn't surprised at all when 90 plus percent of the posts I was seeing were about Kobe. But then I go on Facebook and I'm kind of similar to Connor in the sense that, you know, I don't have a ton of friends that are sports fans. I mean, I have some, but overall, in the grand scheme of things, I don't really have that many so even when I got on Facebook, 
to see the number of people that were talking about it was just truly insane. Even people I know that don't, that even some people that may not have ever watched a game of basketball in their lives, they know who he is. They know the impact he had on the game of basketball. They know the impact he's had on society as a whole, like, and that people are going to miss him. And I saw like a ton of posts where like people are like, yeah, every, you know, even with him gone, every time I shoot a ball of paper into a trash can, I'm going to yell Kobe because that's what people did. And like people want to keep doing that to remember his legacy. It's just, it sucks that he's gone so soon. I mean, I know like a little later on, we're going to, you know, talk about some of his post career stuff, but you know, he just had such an impact on the game of basketball and I, you know, I'm, almost just even at a loss for words at this point. And I just, I'm going to, as a, and, and the, you know, this is coming, you know, like I said in the beginning, this is coming from somebody who in the beginning of his career, I did not like Kobe Bryant at all, but I've just been like in all kinds of emotions and just complete shock and disbelief. And I don't know, man, I don't know what else to say. I guess Connor, I'll let you take over. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I've never been the biggest basketball fan in the world. You know, when I was growing up, <clears throat> it was always uh, it was always football, because when I was growing up, when I was young, the Carolina Panthers were, you know, they were still a very young franchise, but they were, you know, kind of just getting hot. Like they just made it to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And my dad's a huge football fan. So it was mainly football and then hockey, because at the same time when I was growing up, that was when the Hurricanes were having their glory years. So. I wasn't ever really a huge NBA fan, but, you know, Kobe Bryant was really the one player that really kind of caught my eye, you know, because this is I wasn't, you know, any way affiliated with the I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan you know, now and I have been for a good five or six years. I've decided to actually support my local team. But, you know, when I was younger, I wasn't a Bobcats fan at all. You know, I thought they were like sucky and horrible and I didn't want to be a fan of them. But, you know, when I was watching, you know, and I saw all this stuff with LeBron when he was first coming into the league with the Cavaliers and, you know, everybody was kind of going on that side. I was like, oh, like this kid's like the next big thing. But I really more so gravitated to Kobe Bryant. I just thought like his style of play and just, you know, how like Eric said, he was just so much of an icon. You know, I was too young to. Um, remember the three P years because that was like between 99 and 2001 so I was you know barely old enough to walk when that was going on but you know when I started growing up was when the Lakers kind of had like their second surge too and I was really hoping it for him because I remember hearing all these things with Kobe like you know he was putting up all these ridiculous stats and everything but the Lakers could never uh, win the championship because he didn't have any pieces around him and so, and then I got to experience watching, you know, when they went to the finals three straight times between 2008 and 2010, you know, they won two of them. They lost the first one to the Celtics, but just watching him, he, he, like I said, he was the one NBA player that really made me want to watch the NBA. I didn't really care about anybody else except him. So I know I got a lot of crap for being a Lakers fan because everybody was like, oh, like the Lakers. Why do you like the Lakers? They're like the bandwagon team and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, I'm not really a fan of the Lakers as much as I'm a fan of Kobe Bryant. Because, I mean, even now, like, I'm not a fan of the Lakers anymore. Like, I'm not. Ever since Kobe Bryant left, I kind of have stopped rooting for them. So, and just to see the stuff that he did, like Eric said, watching like that 81 point game, it was just like insane. 
I remember at the time, I didn't know about Will Chamberlain's record. So at the time, I was thinking, I was like, man, like Kobe Bryant is a beast. He just like set the record for most points in a game, which not quite. It was the second most, but still watching him do that. And and I felt really bad for him towards the end of his career, you know, when, you know, he had just come off of another really good year where even at age like 35 or whatever, he was still averaging like, you know, 32 points a game. And then he started going through these rash of injuries. And I'm like, man, that sucks. Like this guy is trying to, you know, he's still playing at a high level and he's just getting derailed by these injuries and he can't do anything. He can't be out there on the court playing. So, and also just to watch that last game of his where he, um, you know, got 60 points and uh, to go out on top like that, obviously the Lakers didn't make the playoffs or anything, but to go out with a win, to go out on top in front of the Staples Center crowd, you know, that's why I have that picture of him when he's uh, talking to the Staples Center crowd. And also seeing, you know, the reason why I picked the other picture was just seeing the transition of him, you know, both number number eight and number 24, he's both. You know, he's the only player in the history of the NBA to have two numbers retired uh, for him. Like the Lakers have retired both eight and 24 right after he retired. So, um. But just like I said, growing up, he was an inspiration for me uh, watching basketball. And like Eric said, you know, people when they used to go and shoot stuff in the trash can and say, yo, Kobe, you know, that used to happen all the time when I was in the gym in elementary school. Like we'd just be playing basketball. And, you know, this is around the time when still everybody was still kind of fresh with Michael Jordan. So like Michael Jordan came up a lot, but, you know, people would jack up like a deep three or a half court shot and they'd yell, Kobe. And, you know, most of the time it wouldn't go in, but it's still just the meaning behind that. You know, just you're not choosing to you're not yelling out Jordan or yelling out LeBron. You're yelling out Kobe because Kobe was that icon. He was the guy of, you know, really Zach and I's generation. He was the generational player for us. So um, and it's just crazy to think that he's gone. I mean, like Eric, I've gone through, you know, various emotions through the yesterday when I heard about it. And I was just kind of trying to forget it all, you know, because that was like my whole first part of the day was just hearing about Kobe and looking stuff up on the Internet, like about him and the details and stuff. And I was just trying to forget about it when I was like, you know, watching the World Rumble last night, but I wasn't really like paying attention that much. I was just kind of like, you know, just it was there and I was trying to distract myself with other stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, truly, truly a legend of the sport, a legend in life. And um, it's crazy to think that he's not going to be here anymore, that he died way too soon. So I'll let Zach share his thoughts now. Yeah. So, you know, I'm the youngest on this podcast by about a year of, from Connor, but yeah, I agree with Connor how he, he is the, you know, the generational player for, for our generation. But, you know, I, I'm also like Connor though. I really did not watch much basketball at all like the the basketball that i probably did watch earliest was college basketball um i might have seen some nba games but i didn't know any players and i didn't know any of the history or any of the you know i i knew kobe obviously but i didn't know like i didn't even know all the teams in the league like i knew kobe before i knew all the teams in the league you know so but with that being said, I still really didn't know him that well. And in the two pictures I put up here, the one on the right is, you know, the finals appearance against the magic. And that was like, 
the first year that I really started watching basketball and it wasn't even the regular season, more just the playoffs um, because, you know, my grandpa's a, a magic fan and he, you know, it, it made sense to be a magic fan living uh, closest to that city. So that was, so I just became a magic fan and, you know, I remember the, the first time I really like sat down and watched the NBA finals was, was this finals. And then, so that's why to me, I have much, you know, bigger memories of LeBron's past, but with Kobe, man, he was just the killer on the court. Like he was just so much of an inspiration to me because, you know, I probably played the most organized basketball out of the three of us, I would wager to say. So, and I'm not like, you know, an all-star or anything like that. I was never, you know, the best player on the team, but still the the Mamba mentality, which is my other picture I put up, and he's got a quote describing it. I I just really like that, man. Like, you know, these guys know me as, uh, you know, their cousin and everything, but when I was playing sports, like, I was competitive. You know, I, I wanted to win the games that I was in. A lot, of t- a lot of times I was on bad teams, but I guess – Kobe never won defensive player of the year, but he definitely made a lot of first team, all defensive teams. And that was really my strengths when I played basketball is I wanted to, I wanted to get the steals like Kobe got steals. And I, and, you know, I was never, you know, the type of shooter that he was. I was like the opposite. I I would never take 50 shots, but, um, But still, just the the Mamba mentality, really. I'll you know read part of this quote here that stands out to me. But I had a, I don't know. I didn't really have pent up frustration. I need to let out. But um, but the the part of the end, there was nothing that was gonna stop me. Like I like I didn't care. Like you know, I I told you that one story of like getting clotheslined after I got that steal. Like that was like the ultimate Mamba moment, I guess, for me. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I. And then obviously I did watch the 60 point game. That was pretty crazy to watch because I don't think I've ever seen an athlete go out like that in any sport. Have you know a final? You know Peyton Manning. He won his Super Bowl. That was his last game, but he was along for the ride. And you know the Lakers didn't make the playoffs or anything. And and Kobe was also. I know he had a lot of injuries during that time span, so that's why I didn't watch much of him. I, you know, probably watched him the least out of all three of us because Eric was watching the NBA back in the 2000s, and Connor was a Lakers fan before, so he, you know, would watch the Lakers games whenever they came on. Uh, but for me, I really didn't. So I, that was like, that was just a wow moment, and I wish that I had gotten to see some of his earlier games because in the 81 point game too, because it's just mind blowing. I mean, it's 61 points. Like when teams score like 105 points, like in a game, that's more than half the amount of points from one player. It's just mind boggling to think about. And I know it's happened uh, a couple other times to get in the fifties. It's not, uh, not unheard of these days, but you know, 81 is uh, is a heck of a lot. I'll tell you that. Uh, so that's kind of my take and my memory on Kobe. Um, I, I just 
wish that I had seen more of him and I wish that I had, you know, been a fan too, because like Eric, I was, I despised him, <laughs> you know, I was, I was rooting against him because, uh, you know, being a magic fan. And then also the, the little basketball teams that I played a part of back then were, they were called the Celtics. So like, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't like a Celtics fan or anything, but like, since I had that connection, I was wearing like a Celtics jersey. Like, I was like, okay, I'll, when the finals came, rolled around, I was like, all right, I'll root for the Celtics over the Lakers um, because of that. So I was never, I was never rooting for Kobe, but certainly the stuff at the end of his career, obviously, I was rooting for, like we all were. And uh, it's just unfortunate that. I didn't get to experience more of him, but definitely the Mamba mentality, I think certainly will live on with a lot of people, including myself. So we'll move on now to the finals part of this episode. So we talked all about Kobe on the court, his his impact that he had for basketball, but this will just be kind of like a free form open table talk. So like, what do you guys... I mean, it's this is what makes it really sad. Uh, he had so much aspirations. He had so much uh, potential off the court because the three pictures I've got here, his family, uh, they were everything to him. I mean, I saw the, you know, Nate posted a, a tweet about the video of him and his daughter at an NBA game courtside, and he was instructing her on something. And I'd seen that when it came out, and that was just, like, perfect representation of him with his family. I mean, this picture here, it's just perfect. And then winning an Oscar, doing so much for women's basketball in the Mamba Academy. You know, I I didn't know a lot of these things until his death happened, unfortunately. But it's just, it, I don't know how... Uh, I don't know. I don't. We're never going to see someone like Kobe again. But what do you guys think of of this like yeah, I mean okay I mean the thing about Kobe is that you know a lot of athletes you know yeah it's important what you do on the court it's important you know or in other sports on the field or on the rink or whatever <clears throat> it's important what you do in the game and people remember you for that but a lot of times a lot of athletes they're remembered a lot more for what they do off the court I mean you know, you see all these athletes, you know, this is why the NFL has, you know, like the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So that way they can recognize these players like J.J. Watt or Drew Brees or uh, Luke Keekley, you know, that are doing all these things. Or not Luke, why did I say Luke Keekley? Thomas Davis is who I meant. That are doing all these things uh, off the field and not just, you know, recognizing them. Yeah, they're great players and everything, but you know, when it comes down to it, they're caring about the community. They're going out and helping the community and, you know, doing things. They're using their name to help people. They're not using their name to, you know, be a loud mouth or, you know, promote hate or anything like that. They're doing it to promote, you know, helping people and caring for others and doing whatever you can to help. Because, you know, these athletes, they have tons of money. I mean, you know, even like one contract, especially these days, is enough to live off of if you're smart with it you can live off of it for a really long time just one contract and some of these players like kobe you know that played for 20 years and since he was you know an all-star and one of the greatest players to ever play he certainly made his he certainly made bank so to see him you know going out and helping the community and you know 
he had a lot of different ventures that he went off of, you know, when he retired, not only just, you know, philanthropy work, but, you know, like Zach said, like winning an Oscar, you know, he created his own short film. Hey, you know, he had his, like a business ventures that he wanted to do. And he had a uh, facility for his daughter to like, you know, practice basketball and where she could go with her friends or like, you know, her team that she was on, they could practice basketball and, you know, bring her up and help her, and with her future for her career and all this kinds of stuff like that. So it's interesting to see. It's just mind boggling to me for him that, you know, you don't hear about this a lot from big name athletes most of the time. So it's like Zach said, it just makes him more sad. The fact that he, you know, died so soon because, you know, he just had a daughter like seven months ago or something like that was his fourth child. And, we know how close he was with his family because, you know, him and his wife had like a, you know, a little debacle, I guess you could say, like, you know, in 2011, you know, because they've been together since they were in high school. I mean, like, well, Bryant was like a little bit older, but, you know, Vanessa Bryant was 17 when they got together. And, you know, they decided they were going to file for divorce in 2011, but then they got back together because they, you know, he's a family man. He didn't want to be apart from her. He didn't want to be apart from his daughters. And, you know, the fact that his wife is now going to have to, you know, raise their three, you know, his three remaining daughters are going to have to grow up without a father and without a sister. It's, it's really heartbreaking to think about. And, you know, he just makes you appreciate everything that Kobe did, not just for the NBA, but for everyone around him. Yeah, Connor did an excellent job there summarizing up everything Kobe did post-basketball and between and Zach as well. There was not too much else, but what I really respected about him when he first started doing these things, some of the things that he was doing off the court to help people. Cause like one other thing that he did do was he was a big advocate towards preventing homelessness and he did a lot of work to help homeless people. And for a long time, it wasn't known that he was doing this and because he didn't want it to be known. And I really respect when people, you know, whether they're famous or not, regard, you know, regardless of, your status when you do a good deed for a person or a group of people or to help the environment or whatever it is you're doing that's a good deed i really respect it when that person doesn't brag about it basically like i while it's great when people do good things i have trouble respecting it more when people get in front of the camera and like oh look at all this stuff i'm doing to help whatever and but kobe got away with doing a lot of stuff for a long time and people didn't even know he was doing it and then of course once it came out of course you know it was acknowledged and everything and then you know he became more in the public eye for what he was doing off the court but i really respect that i really respected that about him and i I don't know. Again, I'm kind of getting at a loss for words again, but um, I just respect that. And as Connor said, it just it makes it even so much more sad because it 
you know, who knows what else he would have been able to accomplish with his time if he'd been able to live another 40 to 50 years, you know what I mean? To be gone at 41 years old is just so young. And I saw a, a thing from Jay Williams when he was talking about Kobe Bryant. He said, you know, just if you've got something that's like bothering you, you know, with a person, whether it's like your spouse or a family member or a friend or whatever, just let it go because stuff like most of the time people hold on to stuff when they don't need to and they hold grudges over things they don't need to. And you never know what's going to happen because you're never promised tomorrow. I mean, as Connor said too earlier, even somebody who seems to be immortal like Kobe is not completely, you know, able to prevent this stuff. Obviously, you know, look what happened. Any, anything tragic could happen to anybody at any given time. You're not promised tomorrow. So if you've got something that's bothering you about somebody or something, somebody did to you, like, you know, unless it's just something like completely major, I mean, just, just, let it go. It's not worth holding on to. And I kind of, while I have like the form and the, you know, everything, I, I just kind of like wanted to add just like my range of emotions yesterday. And I just, yesterday I just had like a really crappy day. And it, I mean, it started with finding out about Kobe Bryant dying. I mean, it, and obviously that was the worst part. And then I, I just had a bunch of other stuff that happened and like, and none of it was major. It was all minor, but it was just like a whole bunch of stuff. And then like, like when I was getting the food I talked about earlier, like the whole, like pretty much the whole order was wrong. And then I went to work and uh, just had a lot of like messy tables. It didn't leave tips and I didn't make a lot of money. I made very little money yesterday. I was upset about that. And, and the whole time and as the day was going on, I just I couldn't kind of like Connor, I just I couldn't get the thought of Kobe Bryant passing away out of my head. You know, like when I went to work, I was like, OK, you know, I got work to do. I'll be busy. I'll be able to keep my mind off of it. But it just kept coming up and it kept coming up. And like as I was at work, I found out that in addition to him dying, he also you know, lost one of his daughters and then that just kind of made it even worse. And I just, I don't know. I just, I couldn't get it out of my head. And then I get home and I try to like watch some TV with Susan a little bit. I'm like, maybe I can, you know, kind of like Connor was watching the Royal Rumble. I'm like, maybe, you know, watching some TV, you'll get my mind off of it. Like something where I know they're not going to talk about Kobe but it still just came on the back burner and I like, it was just, it was just lingering in my head all day. And I just could not get it out of my head. And so finally I, you know, we were kind of done watching and I was like, I'm going to flip, just flip over to ESPN real quick and see like what other details are reporting or whatever. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, I needed to, something just told me to do that. And I did, and they got to this part where they were doing a tribute for him, and just from watching people's reactions to him being gone, 
to watching the, you know, all the players that had games that night from doing the, whether it was doing like the eight second backcourt or the 24 second violation for his numbers eight and 24 or, you know, watching players in other sport, like in the pro bowl or in soccer or any other sport that was going on, you know, the players that were doing tributes for him. I just completely lost it at that point. And I'm trying to like hold it in right now. I'm having a hard time, but my emotions just finally, I just, I just let it all out. And I couldn't believe it because I've, even with like there being famous people or celebrities that have died before that, you know, bothered me a little bit. None of them have ever bothered me like this. I just completely lost my emotions. I know Zach said in the beginning, he didn't want it to be a sad episode, but I just couldn't help. But I wanted to bring this up because I just, I lost it and I cried. And of course, Susan like saw me crying. So she started crying. You know, there's <laughs> a big emotional wreck in the Conger beach house, but I don't know, man, he just is such an inspiration for, you know, despite his mistakes that he had, like in his younger days and everything, he showed that even when you make mistakes, you can overcome them and you can be a, you can become a better person. And he proved that with everything he was doing just in the short time he'd been retired. He proved it with his work ethic and his passion for the game that he went all in and everything that he was doing. He proved it by showing the love he had for his family. And while I never would have thought I would have said this in my younger days of and Kobe's younger days of playing basketball, like Kobe Bryant is somebody that, you know, I aspire to be able to be like, you know, if I can accomplish just even a small fraction of what he's accomplished, like I will be happy. Obviously I'm never going to be a professional athlete, but, but with the stuff that he you know, did off the court with everything he did to help people and, you know, make his life better. I strive to be able to be like that. And if I can become even anything like that, I will be a happy person. So I'll leave, I'll leave my thoughts there. Yeah. Well said again from both of you guys. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap this up, but my my last closing statement about Kobe Bryant here on this episode and and everything is just look uh just look at these pictures here on YouTube. I mean, you see the Oscar, you see the family, you see the basketball. It's you know it's a reminder that if you have something that you know Eric was talking about, if you have something on your chest that you got to get off or you got some beef with somebody or something like that, some petty feud you know, to obviously fix those relationships that may have been harmed in the past. But also another thing that I want to add and I want to end on is do what you want to do. And that's, I mean, that's what we're doing here on this show on Clutch Crew Sports. Honestly, this is, you know, been definitely 10 years ago. If you had said that I was doing this, I'd have been like, wow, that that is amazing. You know, and the fact that we're here doing this is this is a, you know, a very emotional episode, but do what you want to do, whatever that may be. 
you know, Eric, I know you're going to be working on writing your book. Uh, when that, whenever that comes out, obviously we're Connor and I will support you on that. Whatever it is that you want to do, do it and do it like Kobe did, you know, and I do want to shout out, um, one of our fans, he won the contest, the birthday giveaway contest, Icy Chark, and he messaged me or he, he tweeted me on Twitter that he was thinking of starting a podcast, a sports podcast, and he wanted some help on how to start it. And so I DM'd him and I shared you know, my experience with everything and we're going to be in contact. So, you know, I'm, I want to be a mentor to people. If, if I can help IC Chark, you know, make his podcast and have an experience, a greater experience in life like that, that'd be amazing, but do whatever you want to do. And if you put in the dedication, if you put in the work like Kobe did, even if you don't achieve 10 finals, 10 NBA finals, like Kobe didn't get 10 NBA rings. Or if you don't, you know, get the highest paying job in your field, or if you don't, if your book isn't on the New York times bestseller, it's the end, you know, it's all about the process. It's about the end result. It's all about everything, but you're going to feel more, you're going to feel better if you do that stuff than if you, like have regrets about not doing things so i think that's where we'll end this episode guys if you're okay with that but i that was just my final thoughts on this matter that i wanted to talk about but yeah. i assume yeah. we're all I, th- I think it's cool yeah i just okay. appreciate you letting us uh being able to open up and all yeah talk about yeah, it I'm absolutely glad we, i was glad we made the whole episode about this instead mm-hmm. of trying to like condense it into yeah no we, yeah things. trying was, to do so trying to do something else when this was hanging over everything yeah obviously you know this was scheduled to be our typical stories episode with the 15 minute thing but there's no way we could talk about anything other than this on this type of an episode so uh, thank you guys for for bearing through this um but we do have a much more upbeat and much more entertaining type of show coming to you guys on Friday. It's going to be all about the Super Bowl. If you listen to something like a podcast, you know who I'm picking and Eric and Connor are picking. So stay tuned. That'll be a, a lively debate, I'm sure. But thank you guys for listening to this. As always, take care and have a great rest of your night. See you guys. Peace.